0: To Heroes Asylum movie reviews. I forgot we haven't, we don't have an acronym for this, it's just Heroes Asylum movie reviews show. I'm Kane, I do the Heroes Asylum movies, and on the other side is the co host or the host of the Heroes Asylum podcast. That's Mr. Mike, the ever triumphant returning Mr. Mike.
1: That's I'm right, too. I am back. Well, not really back anymore. We've already done two shows, so I guess back doesn't count, but I am, uh, Have I am recovered.
0: Yeah, covered again. You're back in the fold. That's it. You're you're no longer just a uh, a text message. You're Uh (laughs) you're actually talking. I can see you visually and back in the saddle. Back in the saddle. Back doing what he loves. And um, yeah, so we are in the month of May. Hey, happy May, everybody. Happy, happy Cinco de Mayo. So we're continuing our decades long journey, and we are landing in the hip 70s. Man, we're in the 70s now, dude. You should have bought some music anyway. So, we're going to do a review and we're going to do a watch along, but we're doing the review this month of a classic 1978 film, I nope. believe. Or 76. 75. 75? 76. 76.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, I know when I was doing the research, I was like, man, that's, that's, that's older than that's I thought. Oh, I thought
0: it was 78. No, no, 76. So if you guys didn't tell, we're doing Rocky, the first Rocky, the OG Rocky, not Rocky Balboa, not Rocky, the last Rocky. You just I'm just Rocky, the first one. Rocky, period. Uh, Rocky, period, as they would say. So we're going to, as we always do, we're going to do the little, uh, Mike's going to read the synopsis plot and all that stuff. And we're going to talk about it. And uh, hopefully, you guys, if you've checked it out, you know what it's all about. But if you haven't, just uh, listen for the next 20, 25 minutes and maybe you'll be so inclined to watch it.
1: Mike. That's right. So yeah, we're 1976 American sports drama directed by John G. Alvidenson. I cannot say his last name. I do apologize. And written and starring Sylvester Stallone. He actually wrote the original script and it was, you know, it went through, I think mm-hmm. they said about nine rewrites before it got to what we finally got to see.
0: Yeah, I know he had to sell that script all over the place before they actually – um because no no studio they just looked at it they didn't even give it a chance no because back then i think he was still a relatively unknown actor he, I, he I was
1: doing uh, before he got this he was an usher making 36 a week yeah. now again we're talking you know back in the 70s so 36 <laughs> still not a lot of money but at the same time you know for living where he was he, he was able to do it i, I think this was didn't he do like a soft? I think he did like a softcore porn yeah, thing like he, uh, yeah, before the this. title,
0: The Italian Stallion. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> go figure. Yeah, yeah but, it's, but it's,
1: yeah, it's funny. He went from making $36 a week to, to being the highest grossing film of 1976,
0: which is crazy. Yeah. If you think about it, like the, just that quick turnaround, he went from that, he went from literally you know helping people to get to their seats in theaters to actually hey you know what i can actually rent out a theater now yep. <laughs> just like just like that
1: yeah the budget for it was 1.1 1. 1 million and it uh, it may err over to over 20 uh 225 million
0: 225
1: mm-hmm. was it 2.25 no no it says i don't see a point there i see 225
0: i, I have two it says 2.25 million global box office ah. that's what i have here
1: yeah i have two 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 five. so uh basically the equivalent of one point oh one billion dollars as of Jesus. now. So uh big. I mean you're again we always talk about the movies hitting the multi-billion or billion dollar mark. There you go. You got one right there from the you know the seventies. Yep. So let's uh let's take a listen to the trailer and uh and see if see if you if you guys haven't seen this, uh, get out from under the rock. Just yeah, come uh, on. This, come on. this is a classic. This is a uh, this is like a winter movie for me. I just I don't want to call it Christmas, Thanksgiving, or anything because yeah, a lot of it does takes place during like that the winter time. But th- to me, that's 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 when I watch it. I even think that's when a lot of the um, a few of the channels actually do like the uh, the marathons where they air all of them except the the most recent ones, the Creed ones. And
0: yeah, they they even they, I think some of them even air fives. Is, yeah, they
1: they air all of them up to just a uh, five, and then they stop. Uh, they don't air Balboa, and they don't air uh, any of the Creed ones. No, like, they p- part been. of that as part of the the marathon. But uh, here we go, guys. Here's a little uh, trailer for you.
0: You believe that America is the land of opportunity. Follow Creed, does. And he's gonna prove it to the whole world by giving an unknown a shot at the title and that unknown is you it's the chance of a lifetime you can't pass it by his name is rocky
1: his whole life was a million to one shot.
0: Oh man, he says to me, you weren't born much
1: of a brain, you know, so uh, you better start using your body, right? So i have become a fighter. Time, kid. Let's go.
0: My mother, she said, said you weren't born much of a body, so you better develop your brain. The electricity is all over the place tonight. is Rocky Balboa. You know, I've been coming in for six years. In six years you've been sticking it to me. I want to know how I'm calm. You want to know? I want to know how! Hey, because you had a time. I wait here and you fight.
1: Adrian is a loser.
0: You know, you're looking very great today. You know that.
1: And if you don't watch out, you're gonna end up dying
0: alone. I gotta go now, but uh, don't you leave town, huh?
1: And you're gonna end up dying. Alone. Hey, I don't see no crowd around you, need
0: Wish me luck. I'm gonna need it.
1: I am the underdog, living a Cinderella story. I think we make a real sharp couple of coconuts. I'm doubling you a shot. What do you think? He's captured people's imaginations all over the world. What's the problem?
0: You don't like me? A Rocky Balboa climbing into the Is he supposed to be George Washington? So all I want to do is go to distance. The world heavyweight champion. Seeing that bell rings and I'm still standing. I want to tell you! I'm going to know for the first time in my life. Creed and free. I weren't just another bum from the neighborhood. I want you to! How did you come to train in an icebox? I'll break
1: both so they don't wipe you. Now you're a big shot fighter on the way up! You don't even draw a clump to your friend
0: Polly! <laughs>
1: Was a million to one shot.
0: You gotta love the Bill Conti score. I mean, again, I'm gonna go back to something we've said ad nauseum: music to film. Yeah, you can't, you cannot hear Rocky if you take Bill Conti out. Man, he's he's like one of the main characters in all the films.
1: Him and yeah. uh, Cool in the Gang was actually one of the other musical artists that was on there and during um during some of the filming.
0: Oh so, well, yeah, what? Really? Yeah, some some
1: people think it's all Bill, but no, it's it's actually cool And the gang. Uh did a little uh, a couple of the songs on there. And then mm-hmm. also not just that, but think of uh even um uh Stallone's brother Frank. He was he was part of the duet or the uh the doo-wop group that was by the garbage can. That added another yes, layer. That, that, that I did know. That I did yeah, know that, that added
0: another. Was it the layer. second one or the first one that he was the doo-wop
1: group? No, it was in the first one. You sure? hmm mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, because they, they he he was coming back from the bar, um, and they were like, mm. yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're like
0: humming the Conti score or something like. Oh no, they, know. they
1: they no, it was a song they were they were singing. Okay. You know, take, take me I back, think I, think it, I think they kept singing. Take me back, take me back. But yeah, but yeah, I mean good. they were there for a few of them. It, they, it wasn't just the one, but yeah, they were there. Okay, you know what? That's what I'm thinking because I, I I heard
0: them before and other movies. I think it was the third one or fourth. Four.
1: But again, yeah, like so I, I said, the third. Yeah, I mean, like, but like Bill Conti, yeah, and them, and just there was so many layers to it, uh, because you had the du- the duo group that was the street level, you know, you just have that, and then you have, of course, you know, the music for his training, which was Bill, and then you had like there was um, there was one song, a couple of songs I think when he was in his apartment that that was I think that was the Cool in the Gang one. So I mean, you had like this great mix of like moods being set by just these different artists. Uh, this one.
0: Weaved in perfectly.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now, this movie is actually part of the Library of Congress. Uh, it comes in rated second best in um, sports film genre ever made. Do you know what the first one is?
0: I'm going to guess it's another boxing movie. Yes, it is. Yes, yep. Um,
1: it came out around the same time.
0: Uh, let me see. If it's not this one, there's only other, another one as compared to that's probably Raging Bowl because you know, Raging yep. Bowl is the one that won the Oscars. Oh, the greatest boxing film of all time. Yep. It's either this or that. No, and it was yeah,
1: it was ra- Raging Bowl. Actually, I think if I remember correctly what I read, this actually won three Oscars. I think it was nominated for like nine. Nine. And, but ra- and, and, but it, it, yeah, it got three. But yeah, no, Raging Bowl is still ranked as the number one. And I'm exactly. sure there's a lot of fighting going on about that. Literally. <laughs> But those guys are old now; they can't be yeah. little. Well, yeah, I mean, but even for me personally, I I would put this over Raging Bull. But again, so that's right. that's my my take. My I, it may be the fact that you and I grew up with these sequels, and we had that love there. Uh mm-hmm. you know, Raging Bull really just a one time film. So, I mean, Raging Bull is a good film.
0: Like, it's not a, it's not. A, I mean, I wouldn't say don't watch it. I like it. Yeah, but I think we're. Rocky's more optimistic. Raging Bull is more a little bit darker.
1: I don't know. I don't know. Do yeah. I end the end of this movie, you really think that that, that that's an optimistic view? Well, I think... Well, <laughs> I mean, he, the, the hero doesn't win. This is one of those I mean, movies that it, game, it ends at a... At a it, it end, mean, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say
0: to me that it was the journey just to get to the fight. I, yeah. I, I don't I didn't think he was going to win the fight. That's the second one, like, which I don't think they planned on doing the second one. But to me, the whole uh, crux of this film is just his journey getting them. Yeah. That's all it was. It was getting them. It,
1: it was the personal journey, not the actual journey of yeah. winning the strap. But again, but it, that takes it kind of as, as a downer as well. If you look at yeah, it,
0: Yeah, it does, but the Raging Bulls more.
1: Yeah. I, I think it's more the setting and <laughs> the, and the, and the filming of it as well really helps that. Yeah. It's so, cool. uh, so with Rocky, the film opens up November 25th, 1975 with a low paying boxing match in Philadelphia uh, between a bold necked uh, Rocky Balboa, Sylvester Stallone. Uh, Rocky is not the character's actual name. His real name is Robert Balboa. Uh, it was in a rough script uh, from the second film, you find that out. Uh, and he just took the name, the nickname from the real boxer of Rocky, Marciano.
0: Thank you. Because I, I don't think we're going to have like many, many Robert sequels, you know. No, Robert, yeah, yeah. Robert Bob. <laughs>
1: Bob <laughs> well we did have we did have what about Bob so I mean we could have you know could have gotten that because really, really it was it, it could have been a what about Bob because you know well the other guy's out so what what about Bob he could have so.
0: he <laughs> could have I don't want to imagine that that's
1: terrible <laughs> oh it just ruins everything it just, oh it,
0: it's almost like we talk about Leonard part 6 and there yeah. was never like oh, Leonard part yeah. 5 or 4 3 like can you imagine it's like you saw Robert 1 guess what Bob part 2 <laughs>
1: So, uh, so during the bout, uh, Rocky, the Italian stallion is told by the corner man, you're, you're fighting like a bum," And then you hear everybody around him just yelling, you know, you suck. You're horrible. Yet he still ends up winning the match. Um, and, uh, Balboa is being portrayed. Uh, he says in, in a ser- series of vignettes with simple minded, uh, hand dog eyed inarticulate bum is how he is. That's how he's described. Uh, he's in his 30s and way past his prime when you look at boxing, especially boxing back then. Actually, boxing, not just yeah. boxing, but sports in general. You know, nowadays, you know, everybody's taking care of themselves. They know what to eat. They know how to work out right.
0: Look at, um, not to cut you off, look at uh, one of our uh, performers in wrestling, Diamond Dallas Page. You got to start late.
1: Yeah, so like, he he started he, mid-30s, yeah. And
0: yeah, he's almost like the, the, the Rocky of wrestling.
1: Yeah, in a way, yeah. I mean, even when you look at like a lot of folks, you know, forget about it and forget how great he is and how young he is. I mean, we're talking about wrestling, but, uh, you look at, uh, a- AJ Styles, yeah. you know, he's, he's our age and, you know, and he's still going. Yeah. Still going doing shit that you and I could never do.
0: <laughs> no. And I personally, I can't even grow my hair like he does.
1: So, uh, so after he, uh, leaves, leaves about, um, he got, uh, returns to his simple, but, uh, Lonely life in his dingy, cramped one-room second-floor apartment at the end of a row of similar bricks. Uh, if you're familiar with Philly, they have those brick buildings. Uh, it's deteriorating. It's a bleak area. But to keep him company, he has two turtles. What are the names? Oh man, is it left and right? Oh, Coffin. It's Coffin Link. Coffin Link. Yeah. yeah. So Coffin Link actually. After the filming, Stallone kept the two, and as of last year, June twenty twenty, they're still alive and living with him. What? Yeah, yep. Cuff and Link are still alive. Still alive. Still going. So that well, they've been alive for like forty years. Oh, the well, turtles. turtles are- Tur- yeah, turtles can go wild. while. So, but yeah, no, he's, are he's they the same it. size, or did they? Have uh, up, I think bro? they. I think they got bigger. I want. I gotta look that up. Yeah, I didn't look alive. it up. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, Sorry, uh, so uh, So and, and also his tiny goldfish, Moby Dick. Uh, so so the next morning he gets up and he goes to visit his uh, nearby pet shop and and uh, politely spoke to a uh, painfully shy 30 year old dark haired gawky spectacled adrian played by talia shira Uh, most people forget that she is the actual sister to francis ford coppola Uh, and also i believe they would be cousins with Nicolas cage if i if i remember uh, the I family
0: yeah that's a that's a it's a, it's a, a weird family tree <laughs> co- and, co- and if
1: anybody knows uh talia was we probably best known for before this was from the godfather uh as the sister of michael the Crone. frantic the frantic <laughs> sister oh my god the nutcase oh, great man. great role for her though i mean she did an amazing job in that especially when she goes around and destroys the apartment <laughs> the apartment oh. smashing everything like oh man i'd leave too run <laughs>
0: it's just it's 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 crazy how she's like literally night and day she goes from that character the sister of the Colleons, or the daughter i think it was their only daughter the yeah Coleons? it was yeah because they
1: had they had three the three boys and then
0: and boys her. yeah and then she goes to this role where she's very subdued
1: well actually but, one of the reasons it, she was so subdued she had a flu during during the beginning of the film Oh so, right. yeah and so she just kind of like went with that and they they, they encouraged that because it, it worked for her because it, it that's one of those moments where, you know, you talk about uh, where you're talking about how, you know, Rocky, the real story is him coming out of his shell and becoming, you know, it's a personal journey. Same thing for her. You see her through the film changing. not And it's not just her personality, but it's her wardrobe. You start seeing her loosening up, not being, you know, tight, you know, tight up. She, she loses the beanie. Um, and I think she even loses her glasses to right towards yeah, the absolutely. end.
0: Here's the glasses. Yeah. And, and so, and
1: yeah. So you see them both opening up and basically them opening up together because they sort of have found each other as, the, as the film goes along.
0: Yeah. They, they each go through their own journeys. You're exactly right. They parallel each other in a strange way. And actually that, that goes forward to the next couple of films too. They both grow in such oh, a yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. And her, yeah.
1: And her, and her acting just like gets better and better. It I think, better. I think the best one I I loved, I think was Rocky four when she, you know, when she finally like, you know, just goes after him and just before the awesome music montage where he drives around in the car, you know uh, that, yeah, you know, she just rips into wow. him and that that's like great scene for her.
0: To me it's the third one, the beach scene where basically oh, she calls third, him out. Yeah. Calls him out. And she's like, Hey, what are you doing here? You know what? Why are we here? Why are we here? To start mm-hmm. to and she's like, and then eventually Rocky just seeps through. He's like, how'd you become so tough? She's like, I married a fighter.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah was, she she ah. basically she basically calls his manhood into question like oh, are you are you a man? And I was like,
0: oh. Dude, it was so good. Anyway, okay. I'm
1: sorry. Oh, it's okay. No, no. Uh and of course, you know, he's he's trying to he's trying to lighten it up and trying to, you know, break through the ice with her he tries a couple of a uh, couple of jokes, you know. I think I think the one joke he tells is, "Hey, you know, I came in here for this turtle food last week and and, and my turtle started choking, so I had to hit him on the back of the, you know, the back of the shell. Well, you know what happened to him? He got shell shocked."
0: <laughs> Doesn't he do tons of jokes? Uh, he, does, to- he
1: does it with her to try to like loosen her up, but uh, but then we uh, we, we find out that Rocky has a day job. Rocky is a strong arm collector for local of number rackets run by his employer and loan shark Tom Gazzo, who's played by uh Joe uh, Spinelli. Now, Joe, during one of the scenes where he and Rocky are talking, because uh, Rocky and his driver don't get along. I mean, they just—I love the banter between those two. They just rag they, on each other.
0: It is, oh man!
1: But there's actually a scene where he's starting to yell at Rocky, and he has to pull out a fucking um, uh, asthma uh, inhaler. And um, he actually had asthma and started having a, an asthma attack. Oh, did he? During the scene, and he just—and <laughs> they loved that how it because he was fine, right? You know, right after he took took his inhaler, but they loved that. That that he was so so feisty about it, so we get to yeah. get to see that part of it, and learn about Rocky and the, the, and the heart that Rocky has because you know he's like he's sent to go get money, and you know he's like hey you know well give me what you got and you know pay the rest and you know this you know was his boss you know Gaza was like you know, I, he's I, like the ni- the
0: nicest loan shark yeah, ever met
1: <laughs> that, that's the loan shark you want what do you got I got this okay I'll come back for the rest later.
0: He ain't like the other ones. Like, hey man, you don't got. He he's, he's not break anybody's legs. He's like the nice guy. Yeah. And they,
1: oh, you don't got. Don't worry,
0: about it. Give me some sandwiches. It'll be all right. <laughs>
1: uh, then we go visit the local gym where we uh, where he's been uh, boxing for six years. Uh, it was named after named uh, Mighty Mix Boxing Establishment. Uh, it's filmed with a bunch of amateur boxing uh, or boxers, punching bags, you know, skipping ropes, just all the all the stuff. It's weathered, uh, but the you know, rather, weathered and rough talking, uh, aging white haired, crusty old Mickey. Burgess Meredith, Mister <laughs> uh, Penguin, Penguin himself, <laughs> was uh, disgusted with Rocky's poor tra- uh, poor training habits and lack of ambition. Uh, says he's a bum, never amount to anything. Actually, gives up his locker, <laughs> throws him <laughs> on the bag. He calls him
0: a bum throughout the book. You're a bum. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, k- kicks him out of his locker, throws him on the hook. Is what they call it when you when you get all your stuff put on a bag and, and hung, put on a hook. You don't deserve a locker. As is how, is how uh, Mickey felt it. Uh, he's like, you got a good heart, but you fight like a, a goddamn ape is how he puts it. The only thing special about you is you've never had your nose busted. And uh, and that's and it keeps him pretty.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he, he dogs him about the mm-hmm. whole film, man. Dogs him bad. But in a way, he's almost like that. You kind of need somebody like that, especially in this industry like that. You need somebody kind of like to just say, hey, you know what? You're nothing. To, and only to build you back up later. And he yeah. like he's a, he's a tough love guy. That's what he yeah. is. He's a tough love. he loves yeah, He, 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 loved,
1: he yeah. likes him. Yeah, like, he, he he likes does. him. Yeah, he likes him because he reminds him of himself at a younger yeah. age. He's like, you just I'm you just got right to do it. You just yeah. gotta you gotta you got you say you want to do this, just do it.
0: Yeah, like no, he pulls no punches. Like no, no pun intended. Like he literally doesn't he's just say, like, hey, just do it, or or get the hell out. Which I love. He's just does a great. I think he did. He not get nominated, or was it? There were, like I said,
1: there were nine nominations. I know Burt Young got nominated. Um, that was his only nomination ever, which is like sad. That is um, awful. Okay. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, sure. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, Meredith did. I again, I don't have the list of. The, I would have
0: to look that up. If yeah, I'll look that up maybe.
1: Not now. But. So uh, so after we get to meet uh, Rocky, we see uh, or get to meet Mickey. Sorry. We go to a the look look uh, let me try that again the lucky 7 tavern which is their neighborhood bar the Winchester for them uh, Rocky uh, asked for one of his buddies uh, meat packer Polly and I swear that's how it's worded that's uh that's <laughs> I was gonna say. let's call it butcher Polly I don't know why they me, don't don't, <laughs> don't ever say that again meat packer Polly you <laughs> who is played by Burt Young that we mentioned. And Burt, I honestly, I just discovered this last week. Burt's still with us. I did not realize. Yeah. I didn't know he that. still with us. Yeah. Um, so, but according to Sylvester Stallone, the role of Polly wasn't supposed to be her brother. It was actually going to be Adrian's Jewish mother is who that role was going to be. So really? kind of really? put that in perspective that she's a feisty woman. And is also you know probably just you know friends with friends with Rocky because you know from the neighborhood yeah and, and she's trying to hook up her daughter her thirty year old daughter trying to get her so I could kind of see those moments uh but Bert brought something better yeah
0: to that wouldn't been a bad choice, but I mean, it would be it would have be been interesting. It, it could relate more to Talia Shear's character, like the mother. They be hey, get get, yeah. get out of here. We'll go meet the kid. Yeah. You know, let's take him on a date.
1: Yeah. Well, it went from Jewish mother to Italian brother, so that you know they changed ethnicities as well.
0: like a left turn there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so he's asking it. You know, he's asking Paul. He's like, hey, why why is your sister not dating me? And uh, you know, uh, you know, she keeps giving me the cold shoulder. Uh, and Paulie degraded his sister, pummeling her self-image. Regarded Adrian as a loser. Rocky, uh, shouldn't even waste his time. And basically, kind of, what, if you guys listen to the trailer at the beginning, we you know hear the same thing. He talks about how, how even Rocky, you know Rocky's going to die alone too. So, but at the bar, Rocky is watching the evening sports cast on television in an interview of 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 the reigning heavyweight champion, a flamboyant, arrogant black fighter, uh, by by the way, Muhammad Ali inspired.
0: Oh, yeah. One hundred percent inspired by it. It's uh, not even, uh, even down to the trunks, even down to the everything. Yeah,
1: everything. Yeah. Uh, the name named uh, Apollo Creed, uh, who was actually played by a uh, football star, Carl Weathers. Uh, great. I mean, Carl's had a, a very interesting career from Action Jackson to Predator to the Mandalorian. I mean, he's Carl has always been around. Even, 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 uh, uh, um, you had Happy Gilmore, even, uh, what was it? The, uh, Arrested Development he was on for a while. He was, uh, he was an acting
0: coach. He's still going, man. And (laughs) that's it. He can do, he, Carl, I mean, um, uh yeah, Carl can literally do no wrong.
1: You
0: were going to call him Apollo. It's okay. I was going to call him Apollo. I was like, he's he's Apollo, but now he's that he's the guy in the Mandalorian, directed a couple of episodes. So he's still going, man. I'm glad, man. When I, I think when we both saw him on screen last year for the Mandalorian, we both kind of like. Into the little kid inside, I was like, but "That's Apollo Creed, man." <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, Aww. see, I, I, I mean, I know you're a fan, but I don't know if you'd watched long enough to catch him. But with him being in Arrested Development, he, I loved yeah, it when he, he was in there. You the know, actor, he's uh, like, you know, he was so, he was this cheap actor training uh, somebody. I think it was Job to be an actor, and and he, he just showed him how to live poor. You know, hey, you got oh, a rib? you like, got a rib? That's a stew. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, it was, yeah, it was, it was real funny to, you know, to see him, uh, in those movies, but to see him this way, he, it, it, it is an iconic character for him.
0: Oh, now,
1: man. now during the audition, Carl Weathers was sparring with Sylvester Stallone and he actually accidentally punched him on the chin Ooh. and, uh, Stallone told Weathers, calm down. Uh, this is only an audition. And Weathers said that if he was allowed to, to audition with a real star or with a real actor, not a stand-in, he would be able to do a, do a lot better. Well, the director who's sitting in there with him, John G smiled and told Weathers, well, that would be the real actor and the writer. And Weathers <laughs> and Weathers and looked at Stallone thoughtfully for a moment and said, well, maybe he'll get better. And Stallone immediately offered him the role. Yeah. For, uh, there, for that.
0: that's those. I've heard stories like that so many times of like, you know, Basically being real in auditions, not trying to be too pretentious. Like, hey man, I, I who, what is this crap? And then usually they'll turn around like, oh my god, I love this guy. Mm-hmm. Hire. That's how you get it. I mean, I'm not I'm not an actor by yeah chance. I'm I'm just saying like usually from what I've heard in stories in Hollywood, that's how a lot of people get roles like that. And it's, well, it, it's,
1: it, yeah, not just Hollywood. But, I mean, other areas. I know I do know uh, Pat Patterson from WWE. If anybody knows about him, he, he was he was Vince McMahon's right hand man forever. And it was one of the reasons it was because it was he didn't he wasn't a yes man. No. He looked right at him and he said, That's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. You know, and Vince oh. Vince would do the same thing to him, the Royal Rumble. He's like, Hey, why don't you tell him about that stupid idea you got for this uh for that for that wrestling match? And it turned <laughs> into one of the most next to the res, WrestleMania. It probably, turned yeah. into probably the second biggest, you know, event of the year.
0: I would say this, yeah, the sea a second. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, so much time is third in survivor Survivor us
1: Now for you folks that are that know us from Heroes Asylum, there is a geek connection to this movie Ooh. Star Trek connection in fact Ooh. there is a person that is playing Carl Weathers or Apollo Creed's one of pa- Apollo Creed's bodyguards and it was his first movie role ever you gotta give me a hint you said Star Trek is that' Star Trek I'll even go for as far as I'll throw you a next generation oh is it um Cisco no that's not that's a uh, deep space Nine.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, it can't be Worf, is yes. it? Yes, Michael Dorn, Lieutenant Worf. Yes. Sir. Oh,
1: wait a minute. He had the throw. Uh-huh. Yep. His ah, his first right. role was playing a bodyguard in uh, Rocky. So, yeah, we do have a little bit of a connection. Uh, Dorn. Now, another cool connection that we have, it's not here, it's not a Star Trek one, but it's something that's going to happen later in Rocky. As Rocky's leaving the bar, he runs into a group of kids with a foul-mouthed little girl and Rocky tries to talk, talk to her, talk her down, you know, hey, you know, you really you don't you don't want to be this. And he tells a story about another like woman uh, and, you know, what happened to her. And um, but Marie, uh, who was a younger acquaintance of Rocky, uh, she was in the first Rocky movie. Also, she was in, in Rocky the- five. And that, was that her? That was her in Rocky Balboa. Marie, who had to devote. She was the poorest with her kid. Yeah. Same girl. Not the same actress. Same character. Oh, I thought it was the same girl. It um, may have been. I, I'm i pretty sure. I'm, I'm going to say probably not. Yeah, no, this time around, yeah, in Balboa, no, it was played by uh, G- uh, Geraldine Hughes. Uh, but no, it. but it's the same character, which I think is an awesome, like, I interweaving that. thread that, you know, this is from the first, fifth, and the Balboa. Because it's it, was little, it
0: was a little creepy how he was trying to go out with it.
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah, but
0: hey, hey, <laughs> I also
1: come on now. Hey, hey, hey we're we're old men. We're going to try to go to people. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Uh, so on Thursday Thanksgiving, successful fight promoter Miles Jurgensen, played by Thayer David, was dismayed that Apollo Creed's opponent had injured himself and couldn't fight in the bicentennial bout. Apollo came up with a brand new novelty and scheme to find an underdog local Philly guy to fight and be uh, given the once in a lifetime opportunity. To fight in a height championship in the land of opportunity. Now, technically, if Rocky had won here, he could not have taken the belt because only no. the only the top ten yeah. people could have could have done that. So it was a nice thought, but it, basically, it was a, what's the uns- unsanctioned fight kind of? I guess you know in a way, it's not a title well, belt, like an
0: exhibition, but not an exhibition, but it was a real fight. Uh, yeah, that's, that's the best way to say it.
1: So he he chose uh the obscure candidate uh Southpaw Rocky Balboa uh, and that's a left handed for you folks that aren't sure what that is uh then the other contenders refused to take the challenge with uh, such short notice Creed selected the unknown No Hope Rocky to be his opponent for the public uh, Rocky when he first walked into the into the meeting he thought he was just going to be there for you know be a sparring partner
0: yeah and then,
1: and, then, uh, and then uh, uh
0: press- and <laughs> then yeah and then <laughs> Miles was
1: like no 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 we want you to fight he told me what. <laughs> what <a> what? <laughs> so uh so on uh thanksgiving evening a little bit later that day we they're at paulie's house adrian uh retreated to her bedroom locked the door because she didn't realize he was coming over and so uh you know paulie uh begins to uh yeah, yell yell and and, and 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 treat turkey and, and, treat, <laughs> and, treat, and treat turkey very very rudely and throw turkey yeah. out, out outside which is wrong so <laughs> So uh Adrian uh Rocky coaxed Adrian out of her room and joined uh for a date rather than dinner. Uh they went to a closed skating rink, uh, uh deserted after three p- or six p.m. for the holidays, except for the attendee, cleaning man. And he bribed him to, you know, to keep it open. And that's when you have a, a really great moment between the two. Rocky explained to Adrian why he started fighting. Uh she lost some of her her shyness and barriers started coming down. So that's when you start seeing that. That growing moment, you know, and I think probably one of the best ones is that uh, she asked, you know, well, why, why'd you become a boxer? And he's like, well, I can't, can't dance or sing. So yeah, that's, yeah. That's, much,
0: that's like, I think he's a, he couldn't read or write. You know, he,
1: well, he, he talks about being illiterate.
0: illiterate and, you know, he goes along that lines too. Yeah. But he's just like, it's pretty much it. It's either this or nothing. So, In a
1: movie that we kind of already spoke about, or I, I, I mentioned earlier, Happy Gilmore. Actually, there is a sort of, a, I don't want to call it a spoof, but he's very similar scene. Where he goes on a date with with, uh, with is it Ver- no it's not Veronica, no it's, um, uh Veronica's from the one of the one of the other ones but um but they go to there and, and, and instead of the uh you know they're doing doing the ice skating around but the the ice skating rink uh, employee is singing along to the to, yeah. to I think it's endless nights or something like that or
0: you know, zamboni or something
1: yeah uh, now fun. here's an interesting uh, thought the uh, ice rink scene was originally written to feature uh, three hundred extras. But production couldn't afford that many, so uh, when Stallone had turned into uh, turned up to do the shooting to his horror, there was only one extra. So Stallone hastily threw together the scene on this on the spot.
0: I think it worked better too. I don't think you need three hundred people there. Like no. you, you need that that moment of of the character's growth, like you just said. You need yeah. the growth. This is where we get to the pot in the middle of the movie. We're like, okay what are these guys about? Yeah. And, that, and then you're finding out their background, why they do what they do and so on. And so, yeah.
1: Forth. And, and that intimate moment that that's one of the big ones is you have that, that one intimate moment where it's just them by themselves and in the creeper. And the, yeah. uh, the, creep, the creepy guy. Those, yes. So after, after they, uh, they go skating, uh, Rocky returns to his bleak and dingy cramped apartment where, uh, they have a moment. Great uncomfortable moment for me when i when i watched it uh but again you're looking at two people that aren't used to being with people aren't used to touching or you know kissing or anything like that and um and so they you know they're, they're kissing scenes like i said it's very very strange yeah. <laughs> very very strange like they literally are talking through the kiss i'm not teasing you i ain't teasing you you want to kiss i mean like very very strange and very yeah uncomfortable uh-huh. when i first watch and i still have those weird moments i don't i don't know
0: <laughs> just forward, I'm, like, I'm
1: like okay well keep going just kiss me like that and, whoa whoa, whoa I'll just do it yeah so at the gym the next day rocky is approached and stunned when he is asked uh if, uh, if he was interested in fighting apollo creed in the world champ jerkinson assures him okay we already went over that sorry jump jump back yeah, you yeah. uh so you no know, i was trying to get to the to the, the part after he accepts uh, adrian uh supported rocky's unlikely bid to win Uh, at Rocky's play or at Rocky's place, Mickey tried to convince, uh, a disinterested Rocky to let him be his manager because of his experience extending back to 1923. So we're talking about 50 years of, you know, wrestling or boxing experience. Uh, he's like, I want to take care of you. I want to make sure that, you know, you know, all this shit that happened to me doesn't happen to you. Uh, you can't buy that. I'm going to give it, give it to you. And Rocky, uh, rejected Mickey right off the, right off the spot because he, because he ignored him for the past 10 years, um, but however, after that, Rocky had a you know change of heart. After venting his frustrations and anger, he ran down the street, found you know, grabbed Mickey, and they you know hugged and said you know, you know he'll go ahead and do it. Now the monologue, great monologue, in fact, of uh still Sylvester Stallone and Rocky on there. You know when he starts yelling at him about not coming to his place, never coming to his apartment. I know he you know I know it stinks. That monologue actually was improvised by Stallone.
0: Good monologue, yeah. Man. Great monologue. Uh, his Career, man. Especially going against that Bergman, it has been in the, he's been in the game for a while. Mm-hmm. It's been, and he's not, not. To, I won't say he was one of the greatest actors, but he's up there. He's a golden age actor. He's been yeah. around. So,
1: and it's, funny, guys, it's funny. The one word he uses stinks is because the actual apartment that they were in filming that bathroom stunk. That's, that's <laughs> how he. That it, it made him so mad that the bathroom that they was there that he didn't even live in, but that they were filming in stunk
0: <laughs> he used it he used it in the scene it's a, That's raw emotion That's real it's like it's gritty i love that
1: so then rocky begins his training his training program uh thanksgiving weekend uh two new years that's that's the goal a five-week period uh to begin in earnest under mickey's fighting training uh tra- fight training and management as well as adrian gets him a running partner butt the dog that's been at the uh <laughs> yeah and actually butt was stallone's dog that that was actually his dog. He you know he brought in and so it, it worked perfectly. So he began his his epic training schedule. Um, you know he would be waking up at four and four a.m. on a, uh, a sub freezing morning in the city, preparing to drink five raw eggs. Uh, and oh yeah, have you tried that? No, I will not. I, I have,
0: <laughs> dude. N- I never again. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so uh, so he begins jogging through, through the city. He's out of shape. Uh, he's ascending the steep steps to the Philadelphia art museum at the uh, dawn's light break. But uh side, his side's aching. He's exhausted. Uh, he's hobbled down. You know, you just, you can just see he's defeated just by simply just doing this workout. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's also starts going over to Pauly's place where he's a meat packer. Sorry. I'm going to keep saying that because I just feel it needs to be said now. Uh, and, and he's also been pounding on slabs of raw meat at Pauly's place. Yeah. And uh, so he's actually filmed by the local TV crew uh, to see, show his, you know, his boxing abilities and unique uh, training method, which is great is when you're, watch, you know, uh, Apollo's coach, what is uh, happening to watch it at this time? He's like, Hey, this guy's taking this shit for real. You need to, you need to watch this.
0: Yeah, that's the part where I think he says, or uh, well, actually was before when they selected him. Uh, he's like, "Well, we're going to take Rocky Balboa." He's like a southpaw. He's like, "I don't know, man. The Southpaws are tricky, man. You better be careful."
1: Like he warned them. Then, yeah, he warned him, and then he saw the training where he's like beating these, you know, beating up the the, the, the slabs of meat. Uh, when shooting the scene in the meat locker where the, the, he punches the slabs of beef, uh, uh, Stallone actually punched the meat so hard for so long he flattened out his knuckles and really? to this day when he makes a fist his knuckles are completely level that's crazy yeah that's just i mean when you look at it you know you usually have like your middle middle bones really? on mine mine's a little high yeah yeah but he flattened it out to where so That's crazy, okay yeah it's yeah and again another one of those iconic scenes hearing that hearing the fucking bones break i mean it's just crazy just the bones
0: crackling this yeah. is hitting those yeah. meat pounders just pow pow pow, pow. Wow, okay, here we go. We're in for something.
1: So then, then we go in to watch Mickey's uh bolstering claim that he has to be ready to uh, ready is readying the champ to win. Uh you'll be able to spit nails, kid, like the guy says you're gonna eat lightning and you're gonna crap thunder. <laughs> one of the best ones. You're gonna crap thunder rock. Oh boy. And you're gonna be and, and probably one of my favorite scenes is him trying to catch that goddamn damn. chicken. Yeah.
0: <laughs> You gotta be greasy fast. You gotta catch the chicken. My god, the chick! You can't even catch the chicken. <laughs>
1: so then, probably the most memorable sequences in the film is the montage accompanied by the rousing song that you were talking about, "Gonna Fly" by Bill Conti. Uh, Rocky underwent a further grueling training and workout. Workout and at dawn, he sprints be, uh, beneath the overhead train. Made a, another run up the city. Uh, the city, of brotherly love streets, marketplaces, punching bags. Did all of this, you know, just great and you see the you see like the neighbors uh, the neighborhood's now behind him
0: and the city's like yeah, the yeah. kids are behind, running behind him it's like it's like an epic scene man because it it just literally grows as he's the more he runs and that the, like you said the copy scene yeah. the comp-
1: well now the scene where all the kids run out run behind him that's that's two where you, where oh, you okay. see that yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, because, because this because this is the one where he actually finally makes it up the stairs all by himself and, you know, does the does the dance. And then on the second one, they kind of remake that with but you like I was saying, when you see the cities behind them, you see people waving them on, cheering them on, but not that not the run. The runs the runs the the, the goosebump scene in number two. Oh, okay. That's another one scene. Now now most people don't realize that you know, when when you go to number two, you have the, the statue that they finally put up there and or number three, sorry, is when the statue gets right. up there. That statue is still there, but not at the top. It's actually down at the base <laughs> of the stairs in the grass grassy area yeah they moved it so on the top I don't, know what they I don't know why they moved it well it was it was placed there just for the film for filming and i think actually stallone took that home with him for a long time and then he donated it over i think when they were going to do i think it was when they went to go do balboa i think he donated it over to them and then they they made it a, an iconic it has to be it's
0: an iconic location man. And it's, last time I went there it was there so yeah
1: now one of the cool things is is uh that scene of him running up the stairs that actually was done with an experimental filming technique that we use now like literally I can buy a steady cam online and it was done by the inventor Garrett Brown who was from Philadelphia and He was actually getting ready to fly out to Los uh, Los Angeles to show off his new Steadicam device. And that was one of the very first movies to ever use the Steadicam. And most people don't, you know, it's basically kind of like this belt thing and you kind of run along with the person, but it keeps it level. It doesn't pick up the bouncing of the, of the person running. So really interesting, you know, film yeah. history you know as far as like you know some of the some of the things they're using and again like i said nowadays you can buy these little gimbal devices that you can put on your cell phone and do the same freaking thing and it won't bounce around
0: that's interesting i didn't know that steady came was first in rocky. Yeah. yeah
1: yeah uh so the night before the fight rocky visits the the, the deserted uh philadelphia spectrum the setting of the bout uh afterwards he go you know he's with adrian in the apartment and confesses to her that uh, he can't he couldn't win or, and couldn't beat Apollo, but explains his ultimate goal. We heard that during the trailer was, "I just want to be able to say I went the rounds."
0: Yeah, that's it. That was the whole point of the movie. It wasn't about winning. Just, mm. like, hey, man, I just want to go the distance, which actually is, is something they bring back in the later films too. But yeah,
1: yeah. So, uh, so the announcer. Uh, it's kind of fun that is that night that he goes out there to um to check out the to check out the the the, uh, the the spectrum. He's uh, sitting in there, and uh, the the promoters there, and, and he telling the promoters like, my shorts are wrong." He's like, "Rocky, nobody's gonna care." <laughs> Nobody, because I guess the short colors were inverted. It was like, yeah. I think it was like red to, and white stripe, but he was wearing whites with red stripe, and he's like, "Rocky, always gonna care." So,
0: yeah, oh boy.
1: No. So no, we, the fight starts, uh, you know, and, we, and that's when we're still seeing, you know. Rocky and Adrian actually being connected because you see them, you know, together and, and and having a very intimate moment before the bout, before he goes out. Um, even between him and Mickey, you now see this bond and this strength between the two, where they are joking with each other. You know, hey, do you think it's still too late to leave? <laughs> you know, it's yeah. You know, they make they make these these jokes back and forth. So the announcer described uh, Rocky's uh, dismal chances as he approached the. Uh, Closer to the ring, a fifty-to-one underdog living a Cinderella story, but he's captured the people's imaginations all around the world. In his record forty-four victories, he's had thirty-eight by knockout, and he's had twenty bouts, or or he's lost twenty bouts. Uh, So yeah, I mean, pretty decent record for an underdog. You know, somebody that that hasn't made it. Uh, So lost twenty fights, Jesus, that's a lot. But forty-four victories. So I mean, he's you know not not too bad. That's a lot of fights. Yeah. God, it's almost 80s lights.
0: So then we, like, so then we
1: have the world heavyweight champ coming out in full bicentennial de- de- decorated regala, uh, comes dressed out as Washington in a George Washington wig. Uh, I, I love it. I, I wish that they would have had the James Brown song from the Rocky Four cool. for that moment. Cause it just, it just fits in, you know, coming to America. Just, I love that song when it, when it comes at <laughs> that. So in the yeah, first was- in the first round, the champ smiles and it toyed with the uh, the outclassed opponent, just having fun thinking, you know, it's just, you know, for fun. Hey, uh,
0: for sure. yep.
1: Uh, in And uh, until he is knocked flat on the canvas by a tremendous upswing, crushing the uh, crushing left hook uh, in the, from the legendary Southpaw. And at that point, nobody had put him on the ground yet. So that was no, the bit,
0: that was the big was the first deal. Time. I, think the, I think the announcers were in shock, too. They were
1: yeah. like, he does not the Creed to the floor. Like, yeah. what? Yeah. For, so for the remainder of the round, uh, the champ uh, fought more effectively by delivering multiple punches. Uh, but so did Rocky as he pounded combinations into Creed's midsection. Um, now, something happened that was uh, announced earlier. Creed actually pops him in the face and breaks his nose because Rocky's never had his nose broke. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, so Creed, you know, they're stunned by. It. He's just stunned. He's like, I don't know what's, you know, what's going on. So they're going through just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. In the 14th round, Rocky has uh, was sent to the canvas, but he crawled back up uh, in his corner and managed to pull himself up to the ropes, ignoring Mickey's plea to stay down, stay down, stay down. Managed to pull himself up the ropes, and with a new burst of tenacious energy, he pounded. Uh, Creed's ribs and side of the body punch until the bell rang, and they ended the bout. Oh, they, sorry, not that one. Uh, mm-hmm. That's why, Yeah, sorry. Uh, prior to the fight, to shooting this fight scene, <clears throat> Stallone and Weathers, as well as the director, uh, decided that the scenes needed to be shot in a new, unique way so to make it, you know, look more realistic,
0: authentic. Yeah, I don't know that.
1: And uh, he and Weathers and Stallone's all went to one uh, toy ring and began to block out the moves, but it wasn't working. The uh, the fight was coming across the very stage, very and not very energetic. Uh, after stuntman and fight choreographer Paul Statter and uh, George P. Wilbur resigned due to creative different uh, disagreements, the director then told Stallone to go home and literally write out the fight. So uh, Rocky throws a left, Creed moves back, Creed goes, you know, like. Literally, step by step by step.
0: I heard it took him a couple weeks to do uh, that.
1: Yeah, and it says next day Stallone returned with 32 pages of specific directions to the fight, which he and Weathers learned like a ballet over a period of a few weeks. In total, Stallone and Weathers rehearsed for, uh, they said, for over 35 hours.
0: That's insane. So, That's a true authenticity of the fight, too. You could tell it worked because like you said, if it, if it doesn't look fake, you're going to tell like, Oh look, they're not really getting each
1: other. They're, Cause there, there are some in the later movies you'll see like, yeah, oh, yeah that's wait. not so,
0: Yeah, that doesn't look too but like this one. Yeah. They, you can tell okay. they, they work each scene punch, punch, middle section, punch, punch, block, punch, punch. And I was like, Jesus, it, it almost is like a ballet.
1: Yeah, It is. Yeah. And they, you know, and they always talk about, you know, the, the up and coming actors, directors and, and, and things of that nature. And here you have two up and coming actors who wanted to make a point and you, you do it because you're hungry. You've got that drive. And I mean, to do that, that's just amazing. I've heard similar with wrestling, you know, uh, probably one of the most famous matches in both these gentlemen's careers was Ricky, the steamboat and Rocky and, um, and, uh, macho man, right. I think, oh, yeah. uh, WrestleMania three, mm. that one was literally laid out the same way. Step one. I think they said they had, 180 moves in that match and they had to like the, macho man is one of those ones that used to write everything down and plan his matches out that way. And that's and that, and they, they literally took it days to get it planned out.
0: Think about that for one second. well you just said 180 moves and they probably did it. What in 20 minutes? That's a, uh, that's yeah.
1: a yeah, I think it was about a 20 minute. That, match, it, yeah.
0: That's a lot. And if you guys have never seen it, if you're not wrestling fans, just, just watch it because it literally is like a ballet. Yeah. It literally is. It is just like, it's like one move after another move turns into another movie. It's like, it's, it's so good. And that to me, it's still up to this day. If you watch, if you listen to Lobos and chair shots, you know, it's one of my favorite matches of all time.
1: Yeah. 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 Again. Yeah. Cause it is, it still ranks up there and you got to think this is WrestleMania three. And you got to think what else happened in WrestleMania three. This was, this was, I think the Andre and Hogan match, if yeah. I'm not yeah. mistaken, yeah. you know, and that there again, another great match, but, when you compare quality versus quantity, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're going to, that one's going to hold up more yet. Yes. The, it's the, the, uh, the Austin or not Austin, damn it. Sorry. <laughs> the Hogan, Hogan Andre match, uh, had a couple of like iconic moments, but the match itself wasn't iconic. And I think that's the difference.
0: Just think about that for a second. When you want to compare WrestleMania, it's like on that card, you had savage steamboat, Right headlining was hogan the andre the giant all right two icons and that match had trumped it yeah trumped it i mean as far as like hype and all that probably not as much as hogan and andre but hey the result just is literally right up there oh
1: yeah yeah and, and it's it, fu- it's it, funny i was watching a documentary about uh about not that match but about um about uh, macho man and one of the hogan hogan's being interviewed and he's like Oh, no, I don't think they were, they were trying to upstage us. And then the next scene is, is Ricky Steamboat going, and no, we were trying to upstage them. <laughs> I mean, they literally like, no, no, we, we were trying to do better than him. We wanted to be, we wanted, we wanted to be the better match, you know? And that's, and when you get two, two great guys doing it. And again, two great actors may not have been, you know, had the years under them, but they knew what they wanted. And the director for this scene, you know, knew what they wanted.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and it came out flawless. I think yeah. they used. I think he wrote the fight for the next uh, Rocky two as well. I'm not sure about the rest of them,
1: but I'm um, pretty. I mean, yeah. I think, yeah, I think because it was kind of the same vibe. I mean, you were uh, nothing against the second movie, but it is the same, almost beat for beat. Movie. Yeah, it is. I mean, just the result changed <laughs> so, the result, but there was something different about it as well. It may have had the same rhythm, but there was a different heartbeat with it. You know, there was something deeper in the second one because now you're seeing them, you're, you're seeing him going, you know, I, tasted it now i really want it i want it yeah
0: yeah even though he's being discouraged at every turn don't do it don't do it you're not gonna look what happened last time you almost got killed but he's like no i want it but
1: and again a movie that picks up literally seconds or minutes after the original ends which i love that i love when movies do that sequels do that right back to back uh so the final 15th round and the two combatants circled around each other uh, before unleashing more blows, uh, you know, Creed's protecting his right side where he knows he's injured. He got, uh, you know, Rocky you know, broke a couple of ribs. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and of course, you know, Balboa is just, you know, just trying to stay alive. As the bell ring, Creed uh, appeared unconscious on the ropes, but he survived the flurry of blows when the time ran out. So it was down to literally down to the wire. Uh, as he hung, as they hung on exhaustion on each other, they barely had enough energy to speak. Creed blurted out, "It ain't gonna be a no rematch." Rocky's like, "I don't want one," which is amazing. Little,
0: I one. It was never about victory. It was yep. just about going distance, going see if he could do it. Yep.
1: Yeah, you know, and, so, and now that you know, Rocky's got his own self-respect back. He's proven that he's not the born loser. He's not another bum. Uh, you know, and, and he's uh, able to see you know the, the surroundings and hordes of hordes of interviewers and, and reporters and and but they, but he shows zero concern for them. Uh, of course, you know, we get the most famous line I think ever as he's shouting for Adrian across, you know, across the, uh, the, the, the spectrum and she's yelling for him as well, you know, so they, uh, they meet up, uh, you know, and then you can hear in the words, you know, in, in the background, the greatest exposition, uh, ex, ex, exhibition, sorry, of guts and stamina in the history of the ring. Mm. So, uh, but Rocky nearly lost or, or narrowly lost by split decision. And it appears that the two judges voted, of course, you know, one, two of them went for the champ and then one went for Rocky. And they Mm -hmm. actually, there was one page I saw where it showed the actual
0: fight numbers. Fight numbers, Yeah,
1: it was like, I want to say it was like eight, nine, one, and then another one was nine, eight. And then the last one, I think, was like nine, two or something like that. And that's, that's what it was. Mm -hmm. So following the fight, Adrian finally reaches Rocky, you know, to really the real and true champion in the ring. She explains, I love you, and he lovingly hugs her back, uh, embracing her, and says, Of course, you know, I love you back. One of the most dude esque movies ever, and it ends with that scene, you know, yeah. not, not the fight scene, them right. embracing each other.
0: And literally, you could have ended it right there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It, it could. Yeah. It could have gone. And now we don't need to see him come back, but I'm glad they did. I'm glad that they. Did. I'm,
0: I'm looking. I'm glad they did too, but I'm just saying, like, if you. And, and in retrospect, they won their Oscars. If he wanted to move on to other things, he could have. But then again, the second one picks up where, whereas Rocky was the aggressor, wanted to do this fight. It's Apollo who wants the rematch now because the naysayers out there, hey, you know what? The how the world champ let this happen? And you let this guy beat your ass and all that. And there's the whispers got. And he's like, no, I want this rematch. Now, remember, he yelled at the end of the match. He's like, you're not getting a rematch. Yeah, there's no rematch. And, yeah, and he's like, and he's like, I don't want one. Yeah. And, and he'd and been the second one. He seeks him out. And he's like, you're going to fight. I want this rematch. I, w- I want to knock you out. And that proves to be ill-fated towards Apollo. So that's, like I said, just a great movie. I mean, I, I can't, I don't think you can say anything negative about it. I can't. I really can't. Um, we go by which is Straight Jackets, five five it's it's up there and if you guys have never it's an iconic movie if you guys have never seen it where you been
1: yeah yeah like i said where at beginning like i said at the beginning what, what rock have you been living under if you haven't seen it haven't heard of it i mean it's just one of those ones you have to watch now i did find the awards by the way uh there was a total of one two three four five six nine, seven man. eight nine ten i do take that back ten they were nominated for ten uh they won for best picture Best director and best film editing, uh, best actor for Stallone was nominated. Talia was nominated for best actress, original screenplay, uh, best supporting actor was Burgess and Burt Young, of course. Another special. Oh support. wow! They all got they all got nominated. They That's all cool. yep. All the main cast got nominated. Uh, best original uh, uh, score uh, was on there, and then of course uh, uh, they had one for best sound. So, but I mean, out of ten, I mean, it's not bad.
0: That is not bad, especially one of the. I mean, usually back in the day, if you won the best picture, you would be the best director. Nowadays, not so much, but back then, that was kind of like a calling card. You win best director, guess what? Your film's gonna win best movie. What did the director after this film do? Did he do the other Rockies, or that was it? I believe
1: he did do Rocky two. He did uh, the. Let me see here. Actually, no, I take that back. Maybe he did not do Rocky Mm two. I do know he did. He did the first three Karate Kid films. Uh, he did Rocky five and eight seconds. Oh my god, he did eight seconds, dude! What he happened did eight here? seconds. Yeah. What happened? Did uh, yeah. Lean Lean on Me? Uh, another great movie with Morgan Freeman. Probably the first time I ever saw Morgan.
0: Okay, yeah, It's yeah, he's yeah, the Karate Kid film Save Save the Tiger.
1: Yeah, so so you want to talk about another iconic uh, uplifting series? You know, at least the first two Karate Kids. I, I'll call that out, but uh, you know third one's kind of iffy
0: third ones is like against yeah, the fence we don't know
1: <laughs> eight eight seconds,
0: Why yeah, we... eight seconds. Is the, <laughs> yeah is that the cowboy film like the where he's raging the that's luke perry is it
1: yeah that's oh, the, that's <laughs> the, the late
0: late great luke perry yes sir oh wow maybe we'll do that movie one of these days maybe you no,
1: maybe we won't yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: But um, yeah, it's nice to see that he actually had a career after doing the first two Rocky films. Um,
1: oh, again, again, like I said, you I mean, another iconic series.
0: Yeah, he went from he went from Rocky to the Karate Kid. So yeah, and then he,
1: then he went back for Rocky Five, which I questioned some things at that point.
0: Ooh, yeah, I questioned a lot. Oh, yeah. No, that's one we'll never do. <laughs> now, I can I can clearly say that we will never do that one. But um. What'd you think of Rocky, Mike? I
1: mean, I mean it's, a, it, it's great. I mean, it, it is, like I said before, it is that, that story of you're down and out and you come up and, it, and it's not like we, like you said, beginning at the beginning, it's, it's about him getting and finding and improving himself right that he knows he can do it, but we don't see that final end of him getting the true golden mm-hmm. ring or the belt. No. Uh, so, so I think it's one of those ones where, you know what you, you can, What's the, word, the, the right description I'm trying to find here is is you're not always going to get exactly your your dream, but you're going to find your place in the world, and that's that's one of those things where Rocky really finds his place in the world, not just for himself, not just for him and his career, but him and his personal life and with his mm-hmm. friends. I mean, it, it's a great story. That's why I said it's one of it's one of those great guy movies that everybody you know, talks about. But when you really look deep down into the movie, it's not. I mean, I know a lot of female friends of mine. They're like, I will never watch. And they watch and they're like, oh, my God, the heart behind that is just a lot, a lot huge. Of heart. Yeah. Heart in
0: a boxing movie. Go figure. And, and and honestly, to this day, if you think about it, this trope, I mean, this is a, this plot has been used by a thousand movies after this also. Almost,
1: they, really? um, yeah, almost. But they don't. They nowadays they always end up getting the the ring. They always get to the yeah, go. They get the ring. ring. Yeah. They don't have
0: like yeah. They don't have like the moments where you actually lose and come back. Actually, real steel did though. Real steel was very similar to this. It's, I think the robot movie where he yeah. lost. You know,
1: I think I also. Like, oh. I think I, I, I take that back. Actually, another Philly movie, uh, uh Invincible, with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that well, he's uh, he gets his, he gets his somewhat of his dream, but it's not you know like this massive one.
0: No, he's just a special teams player. Wow. Yeah. But hey, it's part about the journey, and he did get what he wanted. So, so guys, that is our review of Rocky. We hope you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, I'm probably gonna watch it some other
1: time. Probably watch it maybe tonight or tomorrow. Or well, I, I watched it uh, two weeks ago when I was in my recovery phase. So I was like, ah, I'm gonna watch the first two, and and because uh, after the watch the
0: first one, you gotta watch. Oh second. yeah, you
1: have to. Yeah, those are those are like given. You have to watch those two. You you can watch the rest away, but you no, know, those two have to be.
0: They're like ham and cheese, man. They got, they got
1: to go together. Ham and cheese. Thing. Okay. Ham and cheese, ham there we man. go. That, that's <laughs> that's our new reading. Is it is it is it ham and cheese? <laughs> ham and cheese. <laughs> All right, guys. Make sure you do check us out on here as Asylum. Uh, you can go to our Facebook page and uh, check out some uh, some of our newest uh, episodes. Also, low blows and chair shots is uh, now hitting their double digits. Woo! Where can we where, where can we check them
0: out? Lobos and Chair Shots on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram on Lobos and Chair Shots and you can check out me and Mike on the Heroes Asylum Podcast at Twitter Heroes Asylum underscore podcast, Instagram at the Heroes Asylum and as always from Mike to be to you guys, get to the asylum See you